Welcome to Merrickville. Oh, it's Friday, Sydney. Can't you just smell the barbecues beginning? And that's going to be our topic today for Hurt Locker. You're picking it. You're naming yep. it. I'm naming it I because it. It's, it feels finally like we're actually getting to spring. So barbecue yeah. Winter's behind us. Yeah, and we're going to be joined by my good friend, Dilwop Jai Singer, very, very shortly. He's going to be joining us for this hour. Lots on, including a big finals footy preview with the boys. Lots on this weekend. A lot of Sydney teams in the finals. That's good to see. Joined this afternoon by Sri Lankan love machine, Dilrup Jai Singer. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, I'm at the stage of, uh, of, of the career of, of the year where I have to think about a comedy festival show title for next year. And, Maris, I reckon you've given me one. Wait, the Sri Lankan love, love machine. Have you been on Dil's Tinder? <laughs> We're going to get to that, Dil. I want an update Ooh, on right, your okay. on your on your dating life because I have to live vicariously f- through friends now. Sure, so, uh, sure. having never actually seen how Tinder works, I know I'm familiar with the, the idea concept, of Tinder, yeah. yeah, but I don't actually know how it works. So, we'll get to that a little bit later on. But I want to kick off the show, Dil. <laughs> This afternoon, because it feels like, you know, we're finally in spring. We're finally coming out of a pretty hard winter, even though it wasn't very rainy. It was cold. It was boring. But I thought, let's celebrate it by talking about barbecues, but also let's talk about the horrific incidents that can happen. Yes. Life is pain. Very ouch. Pinky on my right hand is caught. Dislocated that and broke it in three places. Hit the gear stick with me front teeth. Teeth were still in the gear stick. Everybody <laughs> Welcome to Merrickville's Hurt Locker. Yes. Today, for Hurt Locker deal, we're going to do barbecues. Mm. Now, it can be anything to do with a barbecue. So it could be you might have hurt yourself with a barbecue. You might have been assembling a barbecue. You might have had um, some sort of accompanying equipment might have hurt right. you. Um, do you, it, do you re- it, it could have been count? a pissed nana who just got <laughs> overexcited and... and <laughs> Touched you on the pant region, I don't know. <laughs> and it hurt you emotionally. Do you, do you, yeah, even, yeah, talking to a therapist about a bad meat incident. <laughs> Different snag. But uh, uh, does this count? So I don't have a barbecue. I live in an apartment building, so there's no outdoor fires. But mm. I do love a grilled steak. So I, what I used to do is I cut up uh, pieces of beef in a little bit and just hold it over the, the gas cooker just to grill bits and pieces of it. But I did once did a... Were you living in Mad Max? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it kind of felt like that. But here's the thing. There was one particular nice, nice sort of marbly bit that was really glistening and I was so excited because it's on the fork and I just popped it in my mouth straight away, forgetting that this fork (gasps) has been... (laughs) Blister straight away. And how do you convince people that it's not herpes at that point? (laughs) (laughs) Well, technically, you speak with a forked tongue then, so <laughs> you can't be trusted. Look, it's uh, a friend of mine, and this is one of the best ones. We'd all, you know, at a barbecue, had a few cans, and uh, he's got um, he's got the kebab skewers, yeah, just the, yeah. You know, the bamboo ones, right? Yeah, And right. he's just doing a little bit of kebab work, and he'd had a few, and as he's trying to skewer the meat, it was a prawn, actually, and he's trying to skewer it, and it went through the uh, through the prawn, and then just went through the little webbing part, that t- oh, the which, tiniest of webbing fingers? part in between his fingers, in between, I think uh, it was in between his index. index. And yeah, right. and it just went in there, and he just goes, oh, look at that. And then we went, well, I'm not eating that. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not having freaking barbecue hand, mate. And oh, it's put a like, on it, you'll be fine. Yeah, but it's funny, as an Australian, it's just gone clean through yeah. his hands. He's gone, oh, look at that. Yeah. I've just done. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was held it up, and the skewer was through his fingers, and there was, and the kebab was on the end of it. And we just went, kebab hand. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And then slowly the pain and the reality uh, and the blood set in. 
Mm. I would have not thought that the bamboo would have that kind of uh, pressure in it. You know what I mean? It didn't feel like something that can penetrate human just, flesh. No, it's not meant to. But it, and it's uncooked flesh as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> if it's, it was cooked a bit, you can imagine it go through. Tiny little webbing wow. part. Because the barbecues are rife for injuries. Oh, like 100%. The, the items themselves... Look, but also the events. It's nothing like when you go, you go like, particularly if you've got a Weber or something like that, something with a lid on it, and you just go, I'll just go, and, oh, that's hot. That's got hot. And you can see where your skin has stuck to a barbecue. That's yeah. never a good mm. moment. Mm-mm-mm. We we used to, we came up with a game at a barbecue, me and my mates. This was uh, first year out of high school, so, you know, probably not at our most intelligent. Um, and we invented a game. At this barbecue, which was that someone would stand inside uh, a ring, like an inner tie tube, you know, like that you sit in pools with. Oh, yeah, yeah. Someone would stand inside one of those. They would stand and the rest of us would start at the other side of the backyard and then we'd run at each other and we would see what would happen when we hit. And was it called what? Punch Your Ring? Is, that you, is, it, is it in Adelaide? We, we should have called it that. Did you call it Punch Your we Ring? We should have called it and that. And then everyone goes, excuse my ring? I don't <laughs> think we ever actually came up. <laughs> come on, we've just started. We didn't even. You didn't even now you, didn't you understand even, my pain when Lawrence Mooney comes mate, on this show. It's 12 even, past four. I'm exactly seven minutes late. You didn't even ease me into it. There was no lubrication. Which is why it's called. It was this all is, tube, no lube. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, no. One of us, one of us, one of us. Welcome to the show, Dilro. Oh. But in short, in short, the end of this game would result in uh, people flying into corrugated iron fences and trees yeah. and all Mate, the rest of If you're going to play a game called Ring Puncher, somebody's going to get hurt. <laughs> they're not going to have a visit to the doctors. <laughs> I'll accept tongs, forks, burns, cuts, any type of injury, anything that has occurred in or around a barbecue. Maybe Mm. you tried to build yourself a barbecue and it exploded. Anything goes. Give us a call, Sydney. I have pretty high cholesterol from too many barbecues. That doesn't come under Hurt Locker, does it? You're working the slow death angle. One triple three five three. Give us a call for Hurt Locker barbecues. One hundred four point nine triple M. Welcome to the Sri Lankan love machine that is Daruk Jai Singer. <laughs> Great to have you back, Dil. Great to be back. Great to have the. I'm very excited about this new name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like you force a branding on something, even if it's not true. Just the rumor might spread. Yeah, that's you know? it. Exactly. It's just go. Oh, apparently, you know, I've heard that bloke Daruk Jai Singer. A love machine. Where'd you hear that? I think from Merrick. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that for anything. Then we are radio, so it must be true. Exactly. We're talking about uh, barbecues for Hurt Locker today. Uh, Any story to do with a barbecue that involves agony and pain, distress. Ouch, baby. Her ring finger's caught on the wire, taken her finger off to the bone. Double. Bang! Straight in the back. Welcome to Merrickville's Hurt Locker. I'm, I'm going to peel back the curtain a bit here, Dill, right? So we've been doing Hurt Locker for, I don't know, over a year or something, haven't yeah, we? At least. Mm. Anyway, and we thought, oh, this might go for a month or two. We'll yeah. just see how they go. These things don't last forever. No, this does. This lasts mm. forever. Mm. This, this Turns never, out heaps ever, of our listeners <laughs> have hurt themselves. never <laughs> There's like dozens and dozens of calls. Mm. Let's get to some now. We'll get to Benny in Campbellton. Hello, Benny. Hey, Maz, what's happening, mate? Oh, you know, just waiting to hear a cracking story, if you don't mind. Mate, I've got a good one. Mate, uh, about two Christmases ago, my sister's brought me one of those cattle prods for the barbecue. Oh, yeah. 
Oh. And, um, mate, I've tried to brand me, me meat on the barbecue and I didn't get it hot enough. So next best thing was me ass. Oh! Yeah. What? Yeah. I've, I've convinced me sister to take it off the hot plate and hit it straight on the old bare bum. And now I've got written on the guard on the bottom, Ben's asshole. <laughs> ben! <laughs> ben! Oh, my God. Benny boy. Like yes. that is that is a well done rump. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, yeah, ben, mate. It was, it was probably about two days later. I had myself down in the emergency asking them, "Why is me whole right hand butt cheek? Why is it red?" And they said, "Yeah, that's a bad case of infection in there." Yeah, that's oh, yeah. because you branded yourself, you dickhead. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you branded. It's like if one of your mates had done it, you go, "Oh, steady yeah. on." I mean, he, when I wasn't looking, he branded my ass with a thing. You go, oh, "I got my sister." Mm. To heat yeah. up a branding iron and mm. then put it on my ass. And what does it now say again, Benny? It says Ben's asshole. Yeah, mm. wow. And 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 it's still very visible. Is it a point of it's, conversation? It, on... <laughs> mate, it is still visible to this day. And it was yeah. like I say, it's only two two years ago, and yeah, it's still there. Yeah. Benny, the only thing too now is anybody comes around and has steak at your house. If it's branded with Benny's asshole no. on the steak, <laughs> they just go, "Well, it's actually been on Ben." <laughs> Pass off. I think I'll just have the salad, thanks. <laughs> All right, let's get to Jim and Epping. Hello, Jim. Very good, how you going? Yeah, very good, mate. We're doing Hurt Locker Stories with barbecues. Fire away. Well, uh, we were on the cans one day and um, we were mucking around after we had a barbecue and someone put a someone put a stubby top on top of the barbecue. <gasps> oh, yeah. I was sitting there for ages and one of my mates stuck and tripped, put his hand on the barbecue, went straight on top of the um, bowl top. Got a tattoo of bottle top in his hand now. Oh, 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 the best. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm so lost for words here because the chances of it hitting the bottle top as well. First of all, why was there a bottle top on there? Secondly, even if there was no bottle top, that would have hurt in itself. Oh yeah, exactly. The bottle top just gives it a little bit of zazz. Hey Jim, <laughs> Jim, what type of beer was it? What was the brand? Uh, I think it was VP. We used to drink VP back then, but we don't drink that anymore. Well, here's the thing, so, though, Jim. If it's been, if he's burnt a bottle top into his hand there, oh, that's a cavity now, dear rook. You can imagine. So that means that yeah. every time he's like the nominated guy right. to open up his starbies, he's go, "Oh, get old, Best mate. He's, already, party. he's got a he's got a permanent body, a, a bottle opener in his hand." Lucky All Benny right. didn't sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got Pete in Exeter. G'day, Pete. Hey, how, hey guys, how you going? Really good, mate. Good day, What's mate. your story for Hurt Locker? Oh, I couldn't have been older than five or six, and uh, my mum got me to carry the box of salt down to the barbecue, the old one kilo box of salt, to clean it. Yeah. Oh, okay, yep. And instead of carrying the box of salt down, I decided to eat half of it. Oh. What? Of salt? Of salt, yeah, plain salt. How's your blood pressure these days, Chad? <laughs> yeah. What are you, a yeah. horse? <laughs> I'm going good, but... Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I sat down and my mum looked at me. She says, oh, what's wrong with you? I said, oh, no, no, I'm all good. Yeah, just Thanks need a bit of vinegar, know. thanks. Next <laughs> <laughs> thing you know, man, white vomit all over the place. Uh, just, oh, salt, <laughs> salt vomit. Pete, yeah. I, I just don't understand how you could get through half a box. Like, I would have got yeah. through one mouthful and gone, you know what? This is a bit salty. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Do you yeah. Know what I, mean? I don't need half a kilo of salt before I go, hmm, mm. mm, a bit salty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine if your mum told you to carry half a kilo of lemons and tequila bottle as well. And you just start- <laughs>
going haywire. You can't be trusted. Uh, let's get to Tim in Rockdale. Hello, Tim. Hey, Mesh. How is it? Really good, mate. All right. Far away with you, Hurt Like a Story. Yeah, so many years ago when I was, it would have been about five or six, uh, same as the last caller, and my dad, being a new immigrant to Australia, with the new Aussie dream of building a brand new brick barbecue. Yes. This is the type of barbecue that you'd you'd have to uh, light a timber fire under the grill for. Yes, 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 I know, the old school flat hot plate. Yeah, so Dad thought, he really wanted to show me how to light a fire for a barbecue, and he was blowing some air into the fire, and next to him, at at the age of five, I could see a jerry can of unleaded fuel. Oh, So I thought, I'll just pour it on Dad's head. Oh, God, mate. Proceeded to light, proceeded to light, Dad's head on fire as he's running around the backyard, and Mum was trying to put his head out with a hose. Tim, yeah, I believe that was the inspiration <laughs> for that comic book film Ghost Rider as well. Oh, Just, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. it was pretty bad. He, he lost most of his hair, all his eyebrows, the whole bit. And the love of his that. son. <laughs> Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit. Where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Adam McDougall is the health hacker. Health hacking is simply hacking into the tools, tricks, and routines of the healthiest, happiest, and most successful people in the world and applying these little tricks and routines into your own life. I'm a health hacker because I've been a professional athlete for 20 years, but I've also combined my experience as an athlete with my university studies, from economics to nutrition and sports science, with the practical application that I achieved as an athlete to help people hack into their health. In each episode, I'm going to share with you the tools, tricks, and routines of the healthiest, happiest, and most successful people in the world. You can hack into your own health and live a happier and healthier life. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. Listen now at podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. Joined this afternoon by Jill, Dilruk Jones Singer, who's also known as the Sri Lankan love machine. Yes. Um, yep, I we, like it. We're going to get an update on your Tinder um, activities very shortly, mm, Dil. But am I going to yeah, share? Yeah, yeah, we're going to share. Uh, Dil, <laughs> last, last Friday when you were here, I was unbelievably unwell with the flu. I was right in the middle of it. I shouldn't have been here at work, but I came in because I just went, Sudafed, that'll fix mm. everything. Mm. Um, and I was a little bit crook. And You're a bit of a trooper. Yeah, I just... I <laughs> Just play it. I mean, some people have, have written a few hero faxes, and I've, <laughs> I've received those <laughs> gratefully. Do we even? Have we, had, we had to go out and buy a new fax machine <laughs> just so machine. people could send the, them. Yeah, where did the, the fax free, machine? The words "order of Australia" have been thrown around, but not in that particular order. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got a little bit of a quiz today on flu etiquette. Now, Liam, my producer, has mm. got a, a little quiz. For yeah, us. but because the reason for the etiquette quiz mm. is because uh, the front page of the Daily Telegraph today is Australian health experts are saying that we've been sneezing wrong, and that's led to this increased spread of the flu. Record numbers, 56,000 cases of the flu in Sydney over winter because we've been sneezing into our hands, which is the wrong way to do it. It's been encouraging the spread of the flu. We should be sneezing into our elbows. Pants. What? (laughs) No, not our pants. You can sneeze in your pants if you want. That probably stops it as well. But we should be sneezing into our elbows like they do in America. What? So, yeah, exactly like, I mean, that's... Isn't half the trick is that you can't lick your own elbow? Like, how are you meant to now try and get you... 
Yeah. What, what do you mean into? Oh, so into the uh, the web into the into the, the yeah, crutch yeah. of your elbow. Can I just point out? I'm doing it now. I've got yeah. a yeah. I've got a fairly large nose, mm. so mine's clearing the elbow <laughs> quite convincingly <laughs> to the point where I'm able. Clearly, it's not even impeding my conversation. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So next time you go to sneeze, do it into your elbow. But we do have a little bit. But of... you're gonna look like a weirdo. I, I, excuse me. Yeah. Well, you don't have to keep and... it there for an extended period of time. <laughs> Unless you'll count Dracula, and it's gonna look a little bit. Weird bringing in. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to count one, two, three seasons. I've had an orgasm. We've got, we've got an and, etiquette queen. Liam, did you say the Americans are doing this? Yes. See, this is, I knew it. This is very un Australian, mate. And I don't want to stand here in my One Nation t shirt and tell you this, but. <laughs> Stop bringing foreign etiquette into this game. Let's let's do the quiz. Okay. Liam, once again, Liam's gone to his iTunes. <laughs> He's found it. It was favorites. recommended for me on Spotify. Yep. Uh, Dill, your name is your buzzer. Same for you, Merrick. Okay, here's the first Here question. Can I, can I go as Love Machine? Go for yeah, it, Love okay. Machine. Merrick, do you want to change yours to anything? Um, sneezy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Here we go. Okay. Um, first question. Where should you never touch a Thai person? Sneezy. Yes, sneezy. On the head. On the top Correct. Of the head. Correct. Yeah, any, any explanation as to why? It's insulting. It's it's what you do to children and you don't do it to adults. And that's oh. customary in many, many countries. You don't touch people on the head. And also, too, in a lot of Arabic nations yeah. as well, you don't touch people on the forehead. It's considered the, the home of the soul and the spirit. Yep. So it is. Uh, yeah, and you right. shouldn't pass things over the top of Thai people. Now, having said that, <laughs> if a Thai come. person reverse okay. it wants to touch come you on. somewhere, <laughs> can I get I've got a suggestion. <laughs> I know, I know what your suggestion you is. <laughs> the amount of resistance I took, I'm like, no, no, no. We're, we're much better than that. Oh, no, no. no. Different head. Different All right, head. one to sneezy, not to love machine. What common gesture translates to up yours in Italy, Greece, Nigeria, and Afghanistan? What common gesture? Sneezy. Huh? Yes, sneezy. Picking the tooth. Like you put your fingernail on your tooth and you, and you flick it. Incorrect. Oh, okay. No, uh, love machine. Yes, love He's machine. closed. It is under your chin. You flick your chin. Chin. It was after thumbs oh, up. Really? The thumbs up in those countries, Italy, Greece, Nigeria, and Afghanistan, is considered the equivalent of saying up yours. Are you serious? Yep. Oh, According man, to whatever hurt, website I went on. They must hate those movie review uh, TV shows. <laughs> I, give, I give Beautiful Life two thumbs up. Oh, how funny. We would, we would know this deal. But right now in the mountains somewhere in Afghanistan, some very, very angry Taliban members who are looking at Margaret Pomerantz. <laughs> yeah, movie yeah, movie yeah. reviews just going, <laughs> we got the killer. We got the killer. Infidel. <laughs> No wonder they hate us so much. All right. All the thumbs up. <laughs> Next part of the quiz, I want you to tell me the uh, origins of these gestures. First one's for you, Mez. Shaking hands. Where did the origin of that etiquette come from? The etiquette of shaking hands when you meet somebody. Uh, it's European, and I believe it was to show that you, the reason why they shook hands was to show that you weren't holding a weapon. Correct. Yeah, well done, Mr. Well, that doesn't matter about what you were going to say, sex machine, but because this yeah, is your love no, no. machine. Sorry, I've changed yeah. it now. <laughs> well, look, I do it both. It depends, <laughs> on, d- depends on who it is. You know, it's a love All right, love, love machine, this one's for you. <laughs> love machine, this one's for you. Where does What's the origin of the etiquette of tipping your cap? 
It's a sign oh. of respect to somebody. Yes, yeah, so a little or toffee like, cap is sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So as in you lift it up a little bit. Yeah. Where saying, where's that come from? What's that originated from? My uh, again, just to show that you're not carrying a ballistic missile on your head <laughs> that just can take people large, isn't that? I'm yep. going to give that to you. It's come really? from uh, yeah. Knights would flip up their visors and render themselves more vulnerable as a display of friendliness and submission in the face of their superiors. I mean, yeah. I'm happy to take it, but I don't see the connection <laughs> between the nonsense. Well, you I haven't said got one right yet, Dill. Yeah. So oh, all right, okay, thank you, thank you. All right, uh, last one. This goes for both of you. I want you mm. both of you to uh, think of an answer as to okay. why this etiquette might exist. Saying bless you after someone sneezes. Uh, so, the love machine. Oh, okay, love machine, go for it. I reckon, you're a competitive unit, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, I reckon uh, they believe that when you sneezed, your soul is exposed and the devil could get into you at that point. Uh, I'm going to get, what's my name again? You, you want to have a yeah. guess? Yeah, Sneezy? Sneezy. Sneezy, go for it. Uh, it is, it said bless you because during um, the flu, like the... Influenza plagues in Europe. Yeah, you would often people would often die. It was very very right. common for people to die. Influenza has killed millions and millions and millions of people, and so they would say bless you because people would die as a result of flu. Right, and it was That's a sign of it. I've got to give it to Sneezy, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, anyone who sneezed immediately be blessed out of fear that it was a sign they had contracted the plague. Yeah, and they died. Yeah, so and uh, is there uh, if not, you? Yeah, plague necessarily flu influenza. Is a big thing. Well, Especially look, I can take the points off you if you'd like. No, 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 don't, don't, don't. You know, I need these small wins. You know, I need these small things. Everyone thinks I'm a half wit. Uh, you know, talking about small wins, we're going to get an update on Deal's Love Line next. Oh, <laughs> this is the one. why would you come here, Deal? If you if you wanted to leave, I don't understand. No, stick around. Joined by my good friend Dilruk Jaya, singer, also known as the Sri Lankan Love Machine. In mm. some circles, and where yep. are the, where are those circles, Dill? Just just around, just around anyone who can hear me. Just around this <laughs> just, area. <laughs> just around, just pretty much studio. Triple M, really. Yeah. <laughs> a circle from the shower to his bed. Now, Dil I also worry that it's not, it's going to start sounding like one of those ironic nicknames, like in mafia movies, where there's the massive guy whose name is Tiny. <laughs> you know, like how I we call like redheads this. Bluey. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Exactly. Mm. So that's what I'm kind of worried about. So maybe we'll go with Dud Root from now on. <laughs> it's a Dud Root Jai singer. <laughs> Prove him wrong, ladies. Hey, hey. Prove him wrong. He said he's a Dud Root, is he? Or is it just a trap? <laughs> yeah, challenge. Come on. You guys, every, every girl wants a fixer-upper. Fix this. <laughs> It's a rough. You like the block? Have a look at your Jaya Singer. You're a renovator's delight. <laughs> All right. Oh. So, Dil, I know that in the, uh, probably subsequent weeks, we've probably two or three weeks, we've talked mm. about the fact that you've been on Tinder and you've had a few dates. Now, you went to one of these dates with uh, a young lady and you were wearing a pair of Ugg boots. Mm. How's that gone now? Where are we at with that relationship Date number three tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Date number two was good. Yeah. Uh, but in between, she kept texting me. If she ever she saw sales on Ugg boots, she was taking a photo of it and sending it. Here you go. Something for our next date. So she clearly loved it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, I also feel like, you know, it was a bold move 
and a great point of uh, conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and since then, I've I've fig- trying to figure out what else can I wear to a date. Yeah. That is so underwhelming. Because I, that- I do find it's quite fascinating. I'm not going to lie because, you know, mm. I'm a married man. I'm 40, almost 44 years of age and I come from a different era of dating where, you yeah. know, in the 90s, uh, we didn't you have, have to speak to their parents first. No, get the parents no, no it, was, it was more simple than that. You just had to wait. Oh, sorry, until I was talking about two thousands in Sri Lanka. <laughs> <laughs> you used to have to write a, a some sort of like note. You have to write a formal yeah. letter of recognition. Oh, oh totally. With like references. My, like my parents, given that they have sort of mixed religions, they had to literally elope because neither family wanted it to happen. So wow. Like, yeah, so the well, families. You set a precedent there. Yeah, but yeah, totally. For me, like, you know, in the 90s, you just had to wait until they were drunk enough and then you'd, oh. you'd make your move. No, I'm not going to lie. Liam, I'm not going to lie. It was, seriously, it was it was like separating an injured animal from a herd. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it was. We'd go to a disco because that's what they were yeah, called. Right. Then. Okay, I want to see how this analogy right. plays out. And then yep. you'd you'd see a straggler cut away from the pack and you just go, now's my move. I mean, mm. why run with that herd? That's going to just exhaust me when I could just wait here at the bar patiently until that animal does itself an injury. Mm. And then, uh, then it's, it's open to go and have mm. a chat and mm. have a conversation. Mm. Well, this is, it's interesting you say, because I've, I've been about a year since I've stopped drinking as well. And initially I did not know how to date. Cause I don't reckon I've ed- ever had a, I don't reckon I'd ever kissed a girl while I was the, f- the first kiss being, Sober. Do you know what I mean? I always met a girl while I was drinking. My confidence was a bit up and stuff like that. Mm. And all of a sudden, trying to date sober initially was like, oh, my superpower is gone. She's not going to think I'm cool because I can scull a jug in 15 seconds. How am I going <laughs> to impress her? Because that's what they love. <laughs> yeah, so well, you settled on Ugg boots. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Dill? Go back to drinking. <laughs> You're less threatening if you're drunk than if you're wearing Ugg boots. Well, but I do, I do run into the problem of trying to figure out whether am I... You know, is it weird for her, for my date to be drinking and I'm not? Am I being a creep like Merrick Watts back in the 90s yeah, yeah. where I'm waiting for <laughs> Well, can I ask you, what do you do for a date now? So this is date three mm. with this girl. What are you doing with her? So, what, what are you doing on a, on a third date now well, date if, you, if you're not drinking? I, date number two, I pushed it to her. I said, you know what? I, I organized date number one. It was a, a pub with Ugg boots, you know, classic. Yeah. So you'd, you'd go next. And she went with mini golf, which I thought was a great for a second date. Was That's a not great bad. Way to, we, we had a lot of fun. Third date, it's up to me. I haven't figured out yet. Maybe this is where you come in. What do you reckon I should do? What is a, what's a good sober date? Sex dungeon. <laughs> sorry, that's date four. I'm sorry, yeah. I skipped one. I'm yeah. sorry. The fourth anniversary. Yeah, 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 fourth yeah. anniversary. <laughs> it, goes, it goes wood, paper, sex dungeon. Sex dungeon. Yeah. So confused. Because <laughs> there's so many to remember. Yeah. You can see yeah. how I would make. Oh, bloody Watsy, you idiot. <laughs> Dicing. Always a pleasure to have you in the Thank shows, you mate. I'll catch me, up mate. with you next week and we'll find out how date three of your Tinder date went, if it went okay. If mm, not, yeah, we'll just right. gloss over the whole subject and never talk about it again. <laughs> have a good weekend. As a plastic surgery addict, a man called Nevin Siganovich. Sounds like a sounds like an addict. Isn't that such a name for it? Like, you know, what's Nevin, what's Nevin Siganovich addicted to? Cigarettes? No. No, plastic surgery. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Anyway, he was left with a permanent erection after going under the knife for a nose job. <laughs> Mate, I don't know where you get your surgery, but seriously, they, they need to work off a better diagram, Tiger, because that is back to front. You know what's happened? Somebody's got the diagram, Liam, and they've just gone, oh, yeah. shit, it's upside down. Needed one of those packing stickers that says this way up. Oh, my God. I've just given his pain a nose job. <laughs> And I've cut off his nostrils. Oh, God. I gave him an extra nostril because I thought that was the problem. Oh, he's going to pee on his shoes. Oh, this is tragic. 
it's kind of funny because the person's overseas. So, I mean, if it was here, it wouldn't be, it'd be tragic, but it's not. Mm. Uh, Priapism is an unwanted, long-lasting, and extremely painful erection that is not linked to sexual desire. If it was linked to sexual desire, we'd call it Emily Ratajkowski effect. Oh, you're a creep. <laughs> oh, that hurt. <laughs> you said it. I know, but it hurt because it's true. So you brought this up this morning in the meeting, and you said, <laughs> I didn't bring anything and you said, Gee, this is, and we all agreed, yes, funny story. Yeah, I'm not sure what we can do with it on air. And I said, we should take stories on, on people who have played practical jokes on people who were in hospital. And you said, you and both said, Maddie and I said, I don't know if people do that. Okay, and you insisted, mate. You insisted. People do this. I'm going to give you two great ones, right? This is just from my family. Very, very quickly, my old man had a knee op about 15 years ago uh, before he passed away. And he was clearly, because I mean, afterwards, it'd be like, what are you wasting the money for? Um, (laughs) Anyway, he had a a knee op and he was in a public hospital and they had the the sheet between him and this old bloke next door who Mm. just quite frankly was old and flatulent and grumpy and would always listen into my dad's private conversations because, you know, there's no wall. Anyway, my old man was starting to get a bit jack of it, and he was a smart-ass, my old, my old boy. So I went to go and visit him one day, and I said, oh, Dad, how are you going? And, you know, drew the curtain. I said, how are you going? He goes, oh, yeah. And he goes, oh, I'm all right. You know, and he's okay. But, oh, mate, next door's not doing it. And it, it's not looking good for him. And he was making it up. Oh. He was saying it because he knew that the guy next to him was an eavesdropper, oh. and he was listening in on my dad's conversations. So my dad made out that the doctors had been in, seen the other guy when he was asleep, and told him that he was going to die. I don't mean So this. the guy next to him is freaking out because my <laughs> man's got, yeah, it's I not good. It's, he, we don't know how long he's got. And I'm going, I don't mean to speak ill of the dead, but that's a dick move by your dad. Oh, that's one of many. <laughs> one of many. And- do you know what? Honestly, in our family, that doesn't even rate in the top fifty <laughs> percent. That's, that's an aside. Ugh, that's nothing. Next one. I'm in hospital, strangely enough, oh, for a nose operation for my pain. Uh, for my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Except you had I the did. opposite to Nevin Siganovich, and yeah. now. Well, no. I, I had I had to have a nose operation because my nose had been broken about four or five times, mm. and um, I was unable to breathe through one of my nostrils, and I had what they call a deviated septum. And then they they actually said to me, they said, "Would you like to?" whilst we were doing this surgery to, to correct your breathing, would you like to have like a normal human nose as opposed mm. to that thing that you've got on your face? It looks yeah. like a beak. Yeah. And I went, no, no, I'm pretty happy with the, what looks like the back end of a cooked chicken. No, I'll, I think, I'll, I think I'll leave. I think I'll leave that. Thank you. Which was stupid. I probably should have had now it done. Now I'm seeing a cooked chicken every time I look you at your face. You know that weird gristle bit? You know that, <laughs> that bit the in the tail. back? Yeah, the tail bit. <laughs> and it, you go, it, sometimes you get uh, a slice of it and you eat it. And you go, oh, uh, 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 that's uh, my nose. Anyway. Yeah. It's often so, got a little hair sticking out of it, just like your nose. Yeah. So let's go, all right, let's leave the nose out of it, mate. So I had to have nose surgery. And uh, obviously I had to go under general anesthetic. They chopped me up. And I woke up the next day and it's just, you know, you're knackered and I'm mm. lying in the bed. And my mates came to visit me. And uh, it was really nice of them. The boys come in, there's three of them. And I uh, said, oh, I've got you some, some presents, man. And I said, oh, good on you, lads. And they said, yeah, just got you some magazines to read. And I said, oh, thanks, boys. You know, they said, no, don't get out of bed because I couldn't move. I could not move an inch. And so what they did is they got some very adult material paper oh. magazines and then with a texter had written the property of Merrick Watts. Owned by Merrick Watts. This magazine is owned by Merrick Watts. Written with texter on about four magazines, right? And... There was clearly, I could see it. And then they put them just out of reach. 
So they're on the other side of the room. So I couldn't get them. I could see where they And then they just walked out and left them there. So oh. then the nursing staff come in <laughs> and there's all this hardcore pornography in my room. And I'm laying there going, it's not mine. But, but it's you got your name written all over yeah. it, Tiger. It's not mine. And your nose was growing. It made a horrible joke. It wasn't my nose. <laughs> it made a horrible joke. And it was pretty funny. Here's the thing, Liam. I still have those magazines oh, 15 years old. Well, what am I going to do with them? I can't throw them out. It's got my freaking name on it, mate. I've got them at home in the cupboard. Well, I've had to hide them. Now, I still think that this is just involved with the Watts family. I don't know if many people do this, but we've already had Pete from French's Forest call through. Oh, hello, Pete, you bloody legend. How you going? Very good, mate. You played a trick on a friend in hospital? Yeah, yeah. I had a mate. He, he went into hospital, the knee operation, and he... He was under, and he woke up, and he, he grew up in Holland, so he could speak Dutch. And I just happened to know a couple of these Dutch girls, beautiful blonde girls, and I asked him, so I look, when my mate wakes up, do you mind going in and just having a yarn to him? He didn't know I knew these two. Anyway, I took them up, and they walked in, and he was groggy as anything, and they started talking Dutch to him, and he had no idea what was going on. I was poking, I was poking my eyes through the... Through the door, and I was laughing my head off. He, he had no idea. He was just... So he would have woken up thinking he was in Holland. <laughs> yeah, well, he just woke up thinking he was in heaven. Oh, I think. In, <laughs> in heaven in Amsterdam. In a Dutch heaven. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't take things too far too quickly, Pete. <laughs> oh, you... I, I, had no idea, I had no idea what they were saying, but he was loving it. Hello, I put my head around the corner. I put I'm... my head around the corner, and the penny dropped, and he was gutted. I mean, oh. Mez, what, what would he have possibly have been saying? Oh, well, laddish. I've just broken up from an anesthetic. Would you like to touch me on the beanie? One triple three five three. Give us a call. <laughs> Do you know about playing tricks on people when they've been in hospital, going to visit somebody, a relative, a friend, and you played a trick on them? It happens. Give us a call. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. From Melbourne's mean streets. You could say this was the murder we missed. A story you'll have to hear to believe. He said he was a 200-year-old vampire. Why was Shane Chantra's abbot gunned down before giving evidence? Two men shot him down. It's a mystery within a mystery within a mystery. Listen now to this untold true crime story from Adam Shand. The Trials of the Vampire at podcast1.com.au or download the app. Taking your calls on the unlikely talk back topic, one triple three five three, about whether or not you played a trick on somebody when they've been in hospital. Mm. Uh, in my family, I've had jokes played on me, and I've seen my father play tricks on people when they've been in hospital. And I thought well. this was an exclusive game of the Watts family, but no, apparently no, I'm the exception. No, no, because you know what? You're a good-hearted person. Yeah. You barely have a place I here in the studio I right don't. Now. I don't see someone in a hospital bed as a potential victim. Why not? Because they're already thinking about the potential of ominous death. Why wouldn't you play with that? Jeremy in Glenwood. Hello, Jezza. Hey, young mate. Hey, young boys. Very good. G'day, have Glenn. you played a trick on a friend in hospital? I've actually been the one in hospital playing the trick. Boom! Oh. Let's do this. Right, so I was in there getting my gallbladder taken out, mm. and uh, I was only young and young had a young missus, and she was all worried about me, thinking I was going to die because I come in pretty heavily morphined up. Mm. And uh, I'm sort of, you know, my tongue's flapping around and all the rest of it. And it's kind of my head that she's, you know, I can hear my pulse. And, uh, you know, you get the little uh, little, little uh, clip on your finger. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of in that, yep. So uh, I've sort of I've sort of said to her, I said, look, I don't feel right. Something's, something's 
not right here. Um, I'm not. I'm not doing well. And she's like, no, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. You, you just, you just, you just dreaming it. And I said, no, no, the son's not right. Like, tell her, tell our daughter I love her and all the rest of it. And as I've said that, I've pulled the uh, clip off my finger and I've just rolled my head back. Jeremy. And it's just flatlined, like I've died, and I just, yeah, she's just freaked out. Jeremy. Yeah, that's such a tool. <laughs> she's hit the nurse button. Oh. The nurses have bolted in. They've got the paddles out. They're ready to... Shock you. It's shock got me the with def- 10,000 volts. Yeah. And just at that moment, the morphine's kicked in, and I thought it is the funniest prank anyone could ever pull, and I just, just laughed for about the next three hours. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, your missus, when you woke up, when you got out of the surgery, what did she say to you about pretending that you were dying? Uh, well, I don't know. There was a lot of I loved you in the beginning, but after that, there was you know, the biggest a-hole and yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would have served you yeah. right if those nurses had come in and shocked you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, once I saw the paddles, I thought, oh, this is getting serious. Yeah, yeah, look out. I mean, we're, about to, we're about to escalate this beyond a joke. Yeah, exactly. The irony yeah. of them coming in and putting the defibrillator on you and killing you with it. Would yeah, have... would have been, yeah. <laughs> would have been, no, nah, the nurses did yeah, everything I, they I could. I was by, the, by power mains before. I thought, I don't want this to repeat. Nah, <laughs> nah, yeah. I mean, nah. Well, That's a story just... for another day. I've seen, I've seen Jurassic Park. I know how that ends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jessa. Let's get to Bernie. Hello, Bernie. G'day, Mayors. How you going, boys? Good, mate. Bernie, Good, you're Bernie. calling from Parks in, yeah, mate. in yeah. Western New South Wales. That's it. You're listening online. Um, I'm in for sure. They yeah. get great reception out there. Good on you, champ. Well, that was a massive dish there. Mm. We know that. Mm. All right, Bernie. That's it. Good game of cricket on the dish every now and then. Good man. Good man. <laughs> Bernie, great to have you on the show, brother. Can you tell us your incidents where you've uh, you've had a prank played on you or you've played a, pl- played a prank on somebody in hospital? No, I've had a plate on me. Rightio. Me and my wife, we've got three kids, so I thought, yeah, rightio, time for the snip. Gone into the hospital, uh, got put under, woke up, and here's a good mate of mine, unawares to me because he had the full operating gown, the mask, the hat, everything on, standing at the foot of the bed, and he had a specimen jar with a set of kangaroo testicles in it and said, here's your nuts we just cut out of you. (laughs) Yes, Bernie! Bernie, all the way from Parks, yeah. off the long run, has absolutely crushed the bales. I'll take him. Yeah? Yeah? Are you boys, uh, you boys right there? Oh, hello. Oh, hello, mate. Just sort of let you know that you're on air. Merrick Phil here on Triple M, joined this afternoon by Dan Ganane and Ryan Girdler, live from Allianz Stadium. Boys, a huge, huge weekend of footy. All codes, of course, will be covered here on Triple M. Uh, we'll have all the NRL matches, and you can also hear the Swans and Essendon uh, it's a sold-out game tomorrow live on Triple M DAB Radio. So that's just a digital radio uh, for Sydney's best coverage. It starts from 3 p.m. But, of course, you boys kick it off tonight with the Roosters-Broncos game at Allianz Stadium. Uh, I presume the atmosphere would be starting to build by now. People coming in early, getting excited. Finals footy. Yes, we've had the Paddington gift. That is the traditional event here at Allianz or the SCG when they open the members' gates. And uh, although they have reserved seating now, so it's not so bad. But the members race, you know, Run. it's it's, it's yeah. wonderful seeing ninety-year-old people running to a seat, yeah. and occasionally they take a tumble, and that's a bit ugly. Is By it? the way, can can I refer to go back to something, Merrick? Yes, because I've enjoyed the show thoroughly today driving in. Thank you. Um, you uh, did you hear this, Gerds? No. 
He likes taking women on third dates to sex dungeons. That's not how, <laughs> That's how I heard it. I couldn't wow. believe it. And I, why does he wait so long? I was going to say, I thought it was a second date thing. <laughs> <laughs> Says the man married to a German woman. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, okay, I got too far there. I never know the limit. <laughs> Boys, no, uh, there's no limit in my place, miss. <laughs> Well, that's why that's why the renovation that's why the renovation at his place is yeah. taking yeah. so long. Well, you know yeah. the problem is their safe word is coffee. <laughs> <laughs> coffee, coffee, <laughs> coffee, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. okay, all right, boys. No time for footy. Uh, have a great night. <laughs> around the footy after yeah. that. All right, lads. You're at uh, you're at the stadium now. Sydney Roosters playing the uh, Broncos. The Roosters are about a dollar sixty favourites. Do you reckon that's fair? It, look, it's tough to say. Every time I, I, I think I'm going to back the Roosters, then I, I sort of sit down and have a look at some of the uh, history of these two, and then I start thinking about the Broncos. Uh, they've got a few injuries, the Broncos. I think Darius Boyd being out is um, a big loss for him and the season that he's had and the influence he has on this team. But both sides, Mez, both you've seen them at their best. You probably sit, sit there and think that they could beat Melbourne. Then you see them at their worst, yeah. and then you wonder how they even made the top four. So I think that's been the issue for both of these clubs. They mm. both lacked a fair bit of discipline through the season and just not sure whether either one of them are really settled into their own rhythm and know what the best sort of game is to suit their style. So whoever gets it right tonight, I believe, will win. But I absolutely have no idea. You know, to me, this is, this is a knockout final. I know it's second versus third yeah. and the loser gets to play next week. But the winner gets a home prelim final. Now, imagine if the Broncos win tonight yeah, yeah. and they know they get a week off and a home final yep. at Suncorp yeah. and the loser most likely has to go through Melbourne in week three. That's a death sentence, the way yeah. the Storm are going. So, you know, they've got yeah. to treat this, whichever team yeah, treats true. this as must win and not uh, we've got another chance up our sleeve, we'll probably win the game. Well, conditions are obviously impeccable at the moment. There's not going to be any issues with weather tonight. Uh, so how how is a team going to win then? You know, if the conditions good, I know that there's injuries, obviously, but what's going to be that kind of definitive point that's going to make one team beat the other? And other well, other than just desire. Look, I think the Roosters will try and take the Broncos on through the middle of the field. Uh, they've come out midweek, Hargreaves and Napa and the and and some of the uh, the forwards of the Roosters and said, well, that's that's where we believe we've got an edge. Uh, Corbin Sims, who's had a really good season yeah. for the Broncos, he's out as well tonight. They have got a small uh, middle third, uh, the Broncos, although resilient and tough. They probably don't have the same sort of size and power that the Roosters have through the middle. So you'd imagine they would play them there, but the Broncos, well, they'll try and play them out wide. They'll try and sort of get to the edges quickly and, and mm. use their footwork. Guys like James Roberts and Nick Arima, who's sort of gone into fullback tonight, he's got really good footwork. So I think they'll come in with different styles. But as I said before, it's whoever gets it right tonight in relation to their discipline, yeah. they're, 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 both of them can give away uh, lots of penalties and their completion rates are some of the worst in the competition. So look, it could be a scrappy affair in all yeah, likelihood, low, but low I think scoring? it'll be entertaining. You think it'll be low scoring? I think, oh, to me, I think it will because they yeah. both can defend. We saw the Broncos how well they defended last week. Broncos match up well against them. They met twice this year, round six. Broncos absolutely killed them. It was up there, and here at Allianz, round thirteen. It was after an Origin. Both sides were affected. Yep. Broncos had no business being in that game. They had a kick on the siren to send it into Golden Point, so they can stick with the Roosters. I, I'm like you, Goods. I wouldn't. I'm not writing them off yet either. Yeah. Just very quickly, boys, uh, tomorrow we'll be covering this game for Triple M as well. Uh, we've got the Melbourne Storm versus the Para Eels, first versus fourth at Amy Park. Would this, uh, the, the Eels are at about five bucks at the moment. I mean, obviously clear outside. Uh, but 
if this game was being played in Sydney, do you think that they would have a better chance? Would the odds come down? It's just because of the fact that they are playing Melbourne in Melbourne? Yeah, look, I think they'd probably come down a point or two, Mez, but don't forget, it's a milestone game for Melbourne. Cameron Smith, you know, breaks the record for all-time games played in the NRL tomorrow. They do milestone games better than anyone else in the competition. As you said, it's down there. They've won their last, I think, six or seven on the trot. They're better than five dollars. You just don't know. They're better than five dollars, Parramatta. That's insulting. You 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 reckon Parramatta? I think Parramatta's got a better chance of beating Melbourne than the Cowboys have of beating the Sharks. No way. No, I disagree totally there. Cowboys are about three thirty, so there's about two bucks difference there, fellas. Yeah, no, I think Melbourne's are absolute specials tomorrow. I just don't see how they, they can get beat down there on that sort of occasion. And I don't mind the Cowboys. I think they'll put up a little bit of resistance against the Sharks. And the Sharks They're running being, on empty goods. The, the Cowboys are. But we don't know if the Sharks are going to be the real deal. We're yep. waiting for them to flick this switch on. Yep. So I think they will flick the switch on. But we'll what, what evidence do we have that it's going to happen? Because it hasn't happened the last couple of months. No, it's going to be an interesting weekend of footy, boys. And yep. as you can tell, Dan and I are going to argue the whole weekend. <laughs> no, I changed my mind. I'm with you, Gertz. Cowboys are a big <laughs> shot. <laughs> I will be tuning in, and everybody else will just be staying over from 6 p.m. tonight to listen to you, boys, as in the lead-up to the coverage of the Sydney Roosters playing the Broncos. And, of course, as I said, tomorrow, Melbourne Storm versus Parramatta here on Triple M. If you want to listen to the Swans game, you can very easily just go on to Triple M DAB Radio. The, the coverage for the Swans game starts from 3. Fellas, have a great Great call tonight. Can I get a quick plug in? Yeah, sure. Is it for a sex dungeon? Uh, (laughs) I'll save that for next week. Liam is doing the uh, weekenders tomorrow uh, from 8 a.m. So if you want to hear the dulcet tones of Liam, add a bit of style and class to our 8 a.m. show. (laughs) He's filling in for me. So listen tomorrow. Yeah, Yeah. we're doing a pre-record with you at uh, 6.30, Dan, before you fly down to Melbourne. No, I'll give you Gerd's number. He's always happy to do uh, those uh, phone calls. Oh, he's already locked me in. Has he really? Careful. I'm more prepared than you are. Now, if the phone... (laughs) The phone is off. When you ring him, it means you got a tap on the shoulder. I'm in the dungeon. He's he's yelling out coffee. 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 It's been a great week. Thank you very much for your company this week. Uh, Sydney will be back again on Monday. Joining me in the hot seat will be Lawrence Mooney. So, I like it. People go, oh, but it's like, oh, oh. Yeah. The listeners get excited. I get nervous because I have to remember how to dump. Yeah, Um, exactly. Well, I can uh, maybe get some Metamucil. Pete Evans gave us some advice during the week about how to do that. Yeah. Hey, uh, you're voting tomorrow, Miss Council oh, elections. Council elections, yes. No, no, I, I don't. Uh, I don't go to the polls like that. So. What do you mean? Well, I don't. Um, I do postal vote. I'm and a, why I, do you do postal vote? Because I'm a bit famous. Hold on. Yeah. What do you mean? I'm a bit famous. So I and see famous people at the polling stations all the time. Uh, yeah, but they're not proper famous. What? Are you suggesting that home and away actors are not proper famous? That's exactly what I'm suggesting. <laughs> no, so I, hold on. You've got I'm because not the, you're I'm proper not on the famous. You've got you're not on the registry. If you if you work in media, if yeah. you work, in... I work in the media. <laughs> you work at Triple M, mate. It's not the same. I've been on. Have you been paying attention? Um, if you work in the media, you can you can elect to do a postal vote, right? Uh, because that way it keeps you you um you've got. Because you know when you go to a registry, right, to go mm. and register to vote, because there'd be a, a book. there'd be a there'd be a mass mob of people just you know at the polling stations wanting yeah. to get your autograph. No, what it is, it's not that. It's because your um address, your postal address, so therefore your residential address mm. comes up in every single book placed oh. in every single school. 
So you're so doing people oh, around okay. the country right. have access right. to your um right. to your So you're doing this address. to protect your residential address. Yeah, which no which one cares about anyone. In This is from years ago when I was which more is famous. in the inner west. Yeah, yeah. And I'll get a bit more specific. It's in Lilyfield. the suburb of Lilyfield yeah, yeah. and it's on the street. No, you don't say the street. <laughs> I'll stab you with a pen. I'll stab you with a pen. You saw what George Clombaris did to that young soccer fan? <laughs> nothing. That was nothing compared to what I did here. We're going to go to kill Battle you. of the Birds. I'd kill you with a pen. I'd kill you with Sacred. a pen. Sacred. And I'll, you know what? I'll probably get off. I'll, I'll tweet it later. Here. I'll tweet it. Okay. That's fine. See you, now. See you on Monday. Bye. Well, it's been a big week in Sydney. And as usual, it's time to call a meeting at the Merrickville Council Chambers to vote on which suburb gave us the best call this week. This week, childcare workers across Sydney went on strike. And they probably should get more pay. After all, without them, you never know who your kids might end up with, as Ryan from North Sydney explained. So, I had an older friend from work, um, and their go-to family babysitter was Ivan Malat. Oh, what? <laughs> this was before anything came out, obviously, and before he was even a suspect. But yeah, they said, oh, Uncle Malat's on, on TV. Ivan loved children, he just hated backpackers. Speaking of kids, we know they say some pretty weird stuff. Brad and Emu Heights nearly caused a police incident. It wasn't my kid, it was actually a mate's kid. They're on a flight, I think they're going to New Mia or somewhere or other. And they got these um, little blow-up planes before they got on the plane. Mm-hmm. And anyway, they're on the, on the plane on the tarmac ready to take off. And the kid was four or five. And he turned to his dad and quite loud and he said, Oh, Dad, can you blow up the plane? <laughs> While Leanne in Lake Illawarra's niece was one step away from Doc's. My niece said something really inappropriate to my um, my brother. She had a fever one night and he gave her a depository, a Panadol depository, because she was only um, five yep. and the yep. was so high. Yep. The next morning she came great, went to the local grocery store and he, she said top of her voice, Dad, that thing that you put in my bottom last night really hurt. I don't want you doing that again. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> He grabbed it, ran out there, never went back to the store again. No! But after the council voted, re-voted, had a smoko, and then voted some more, the winning suburb this week is... Cherrybrook, where Dana caused a few issues for Mez. There you go, mate. Very good. Thank there you, you go, for, boys. Very good, mate. Uh, thank good, you for good. your um, call. Obviously, I'm padding a little bit here because I did think that Dana was going to be a girl. <laughs> Nothing new there. Then it just got weird. Just a minute, Dana, what are you wearing? <laughs> what am I wearing? <laughs> For you, Mooney, I'd, I'd wear anything. <laughs> Did you just get out of the shower, Dana? <laughs> Dana, have you got a friend? Have <laughs> 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 you got a friend? Let's hook up. <laughs> we'll go down the coast. <laughs> Tell your parents you're working. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're going to have to bribe oh, Dana to not yeah. press charges after this phone call. Right. Oh, I'm only as old as you ever want me to be. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Thank you for visiting Merrickville. And be a Merrickvillian. Uh, Merrickvillite. Merrickvillaman. Join us on Facebook or Twitter at Merrickville FM 104.9. Triple